0: Welcome to The New Way, the bite-sized podcast for leaders and executives like you who want to transform their organization and inspire people to work in new ways. Forget stalled progress and disappointment from upstairs. Each episode, I reveal how to communicate your vision, drive change, and become the leader that everyone loves. No BS or fluff, just the practical info that you need. I'm Dr. Kate Byrne. Get ready for actionable insights, mini execution plans, and game changing secrets from my 20 years in the trenches, supporting senior leaders to introduce the new way. <laughs> Let's get started. Organisational change can be a complex beast, can't it? There's lots of different perspectives, lots of different impacts and moving parts. So as a change leader, I have a question for you. How are you working with your stakeholders to help them make sense of complexity, to collaborate, to think better together and problem solve? It can be really tricky. I reckon that improving our visual communication capability is a big, big opportunity for change leaders and change managers. And by the end of this episode, you're going to see exactly why you're going to be agreeing with me. Visual communication is a movement that I've become more and more interested in. And that is why I am stoked to welcome Ben Crothers to the show today. Ben is a visual thinker, facilitator, trainer, and author of three books and speaker. He helps teams solve problems and generate winning ideas for strategy, products, and services with workshops, training, and lots and lots of sketching. Ben is principal facilitator at Bright Pilots, his visual facilitation consultancy. And Bright Pilots is all about helping teams build innovation capabilities for better idea generation, prototyping, and business cases. And Ben does this through facilitating all kinds of workshops and bringing conversations to life with sketching and visualization. Get ready to discover the world of visual communication and how it can help you better lead and work with stakeholders to deliver organisational change. In this conversation, Ben shares so much. We cover how employing visual communication can help clarify and align your team, getting everyone on the same page. We talk about a great practical visual communication technique that Ben recommends that you can easily use to help unlock stakeholder insights how to unleash creativity at work in an actually useful and non-awkward way, and the first two steps that you must take to start building your visual communication skills. And the first step that Ben recommends is something I really need to work on myself. This was such a fun chat and Ben shares so much gold. After listening in, I know that you're going to be as excited as I am to try to use visual communication techniques in your very next meeting. So. Here we go. Let's dive into the show. Hi, Ben. Welcome
1: to the show. Hi, Kate. Thanks very much for having me.
0: Oh, I'm so excited that we're having this conversation. I know I already have said that to you at least three times before I hit record, but I'm really excited for us to talk all things visual communication. I have a strange question to kick us off. Because I've heard, I know that you have a fascinating career and that art and visual communication and drawing has kind of been a thread through a lot of it. Is it true that you used to be a cartoonist for the army?
1: (laughs) <laughs> yes, yes, it is. Um, not many people know that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've yeah. done my homework. You have. Your spies are active. Yeah, I used to uh, do comics of all sorts, but especially for the army newspaper, uh, it was an old comic strip called Stand Easy. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that.
0: Wow. Who knew that the army had official cartoonists well probably i mean you did and i'm sure a group but i had no idea i just think that's fascinating amazing well, amazing the joke
1: at the time was that there are inter-defense contractors of course and they had contracted out their sense of humor to me <laughs>
0: Very nice, very nice. I know that people in the public sector listening to this are immediately going to appreciate and understand exactly what you've said there. So the reason why I'm excited for us to talk about visual communication is because in the change management world with change leaders and change managers, something I notice is that change managers that are early career, mid-career, they typically focus a lot on being advocates for the change. They feel like they've kind of arrived on their part of this and their role is to help embed the change, of course, the people side of the change, and they do that by advocating. It's like decisions have already been made and when they're working with stakeholders they are trying to sell it. There's a time and a place for that, but there's also this whole world of the change manager or change leader as a facilitator, you know, in terms of bringing people together, creating connection, helping people to collaborate and conceptualise ideas and refine things. And I think that, you know, the change leader and change manager as a facilitator is a big area of opportunity for people to kind of be thinking about and exploring and it just makes sense to me that visual communication and facilitation go hand in hand. It's a really useful tool. So that's why I'm excited for us to dive into this topic and learn more about visual communication from you. So I want to start with how do you define visual communication to a lay person like me?
1: Framing it in terms of work and change management, I see visualization as just using simple pictures to get what's inside our heads out into the world, onto the screen, onto the paper, onto the whiteboard for everyone else to see so that we get a shared understanding and then we get a shared alignment. That's kind of the essence of it. And when I say pictures, they can be pictures that you draw yourself. They can be pictures that, you know, you've nabbed off Google Images. Of course, I advocate only using royalty-free images, of course, or um, images that someone else in the company has used. But uh, I think, Pictures are a way we can express ourselves and especially at work and especially in um, change management. And I totally hear you, Kate. Like when you talk about often we're, we're there to advocate change, we're there to champion change. We can be seen as a messenger. And so it's all about the message. And so often we think that we just express the message with words, but given that roughly half of our brain is wired for visuals rather than verbal and makes so much sense to use visuals as well as words.
0: Oh, that's a great insight. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And I've heard of this term sketchnoting. How does sketchnoting and visual communication fit together?
1: Sketchnoting is... Drawing simple pictures as well as writing when you're taking notes. You might be in a meeting and you're taking notes. You might be listening to a talk at an all hands or at a conference or something like that. Sketch noting is just where um, you're taking notes for yourself, but they involve simple pictures as well as words. And then what happens is you can share those sketch notes with others that you work with. And um, you get this lovely chemistry happen where once people see what you've drawn, they go, oh, I didn't see it the way you saw it. Or, oh, like that's a fantastic way that you've been able to capture, you know, that half an hour of dialogue that was going on into a simple picture or two. And so sketchnoting can be on paper in your own network, but it's even better when it's done on a whiteboard for other people to see. And when it gets to that level, I suppose, like when it's more public and more visible like that, and when it's real time, Some people call that scribing or graphic recording, but it's essentially the same thing, but you're just drawing bigger and writing. Bigger.
0: Okay. I have been at events, conferences and and I guess workshops and meetings where there is someone there may be, you know, like a, a wall-sized whiteboard or something like that and there is someone capturing the ideas, the concepts and the content that comes up. Thank you for explaining that. I that I was like, "Ooh, what is the difference there?" Thank you. Okay, let's talk about at work, how can visual communication help people kind of come together and become aligned and make decisions? How does that help do that <laughs> that was a terrible way to say that but
1: no 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 no. Um, uh, makes perfect sense make perfect sense um I'm just trying to say something back that you know won't take all day because this is my jam you know I love this I could talk underwater for this but a big part of business communication is not knowing what you don't know and we all want alignment we all want a shared understanding and often what happens is we just talk about the things that we already kind of know about and it's what's unsaid that is usually the important thing it's the thing that we're not aligned on that we can't get the words for that's where i find simple drawing or visualization in whatever form can actually accelerate the misalignment if you like like in other words we can find out faster where we're not aligned on and uh, I've, I've had a, a recent example actually where I was in a meeting and uh, we were uh, talking away there were some senior business leaders in the room and I was scribing I was doing exactly what you were talking about and it wasn't at a conference it was a, a business meeting and I drew basically like a a mountain, for the want of a better term. And it had a bunch of other things going on in there. And someone uh, in the room said, oh, no, 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 it's not, it's not like a mountain. We're not all going to the top of a mountain because the thing about that is once we get to the top of the mountain, where do we go? And that was a great insight. Yeah. And so what I did there was I used a metaphor that didn't quite fit. But what it did then do is clarify for everyone in the room, oh, actually, we've been talking about a goal, which is why I drew the mountain, but that's not the end. This is just one step. What's, what's next? And that actually then unlocked a new part of the conversation to say, well, actually, we should be focused on what's next, because this current goal right now, that's the easy part. We need to talk about the hard part. And so, yeah, sometimes drawing these simple pictures unlocks the stuff that really needs to be talked about.
0: I see so much opportunity for change leaders to use visual communication as a tool when engaging with all different kinds of stakeholders to draw out key elements that may not yet be known about the change journey and potential roadblocks that are coming up. That's immediately what I think about when I hear that story. Is it also a way that we can share stories
1: Absolutely. I'm really glad you asked that because um, a big thing I see all the time is no one wants just change dumped on them. Of course, they want to be part of it. And often, what we, and I'm talking sort of general sort of change champions and change managers, tend to do is like, like, like you said at the top, like we're championing it, but we just sort of share the product of our thinking, we don't share the process of our thinking and when we draw like when we visualize um, it gives us different ways to, to say hey look this is what we're thinking it's not fully formed yet what am I missing oh here's a great little thing I like doing in some meetings and workshops you can make sure everyone has something to draw with and something to draw on and you can say hey draw what you think of when you think of customer or draw what you think of when you think of whatever the change is that you're meant to do. And surprise, surprise, everyone draws something different. And it is fascinating when people get to compare the different things that they draw and they go, oh, because we all use the same words, like we all use this language of change and we tend to be performative in in our jobs. In other words, like we want to be seen to do the right thing and say the right things. But when we draw it, we Actually, express what's in our heads.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's such a great tool. What a great way to understand where people are at, how they're feeling about the change, the change journey so far, what they believe the destination is or a benefit to them, how they believe they're impacted by the change. There's so many different ways that you can use that, that you can ask people to draw something to express what they're feeling. Oh, I love that.
1: That is so, so useful. Oh, thank you. And um, I like the question you asked. It made me think often we don't equip everyone else in an organisation to be part of the change. And I believe everyone has their own story to tell. Like everyone has their hopes and dreams and there's things that keep them up at night about their work. And so often they don't get that chance to tell their story. And I love putting tools into the hands of people so that they can draw their own story so that they can express themselves in ways that aren't those usual sort of businessy words. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. It really can help unlock something. I wanted to ask you I've heard you say the whiteboard is like the third voice in the room when you're using visual communication. Can you tell me a bit more about that third voice and that that idea?
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. Often in meetings, uh, there tends to be maybe one person dominating or a few people dominating a conversation. And sometimes there's some people that kind of miss out or they get very little time on the mic. And we all want everyone to have an equal say. But when we're talking about complex, ambiguous things, it can be really hard. And that is where it's nice if someone, and that might be you, or it might be someone else who's more confident with the marker, can be reflecting what's said on the whiteboard. Even if it's just taking the odd notes, drawing the odd kind of picture to crystallize what the person is saying or what is going on in the conversation. And then what happens is over the time of that meeting or presentation, whatever it is, you have this other voice appear on the whiteboard it's synthesizing and reflecting everything that's said and it's not auditory it's visual and people can refer to that. And so they're hearing the conversation and they're seeing what's on the whiteboard. That's that's what I mean about having that mm. that third voice. And um, oh, I love it.
0: I think that's such a great concept. When I heard you say that, I was like, yes, this makes sense to me because something I have observed, and I, I have no doubt you've observed this too, you kind of just mentioned it, that in meetings, sometimes people, certain people will get more airtime than other people. And I describe those people as hippos, because they are typically the highest paid person's opinion. The highest paid person in the room usually gets a lot of airtime and gets deferred to quite frequently. So I, I love that idea of the whiteboard being a more inclusive kind of voice that is shaping itself. This, this third voice emerges on the whiteboard. I think that's so cool. Now I have to ask, I know that you have a lot of experience with drawing, obviously. It's a special gift that you have to do this effectively. Do people need to be artists? Do they need to be confident drawing?
1: Well, the short answer is no, you don't. And this sort of drawing that I'm describing, like it's certainly not drawing for art. Like it's not drawing for aesthetics. It's not there as decoration. It's there to capture ideas. And so that's where you're probably already doing a bit of this. If you're drawing boxes and arrows, that's the territory of drawing. So if you're confident enough to step up to a whiteboard and draw some boxes and arrows and maybe make some notes, draw a box around a certain phrase, That's the class of drawing that we're talking about. And thankfully there's a whole lot of really simple patterns that we can use that aren't about being artistic. Like it's not about learning perspective and shading and and all the sort of stuff that, you know, for a lot of us that we'd love to be able to draw. Thankfully, it's not about that. It's actually about mapping. It's about mapping a conversation into various parts in a 2D space. And I know that sounds a bit simplistic, but again, it's amazing the difference it makes when you can just see a whiteboard as a set of zones where you map what you're talking about. That can unlock so much. I think it's Dave Allen who said, like he was the author of Getting Things Done. He said, heads are for having ideas, not holding them. And my own pet theory is that A lot of us find it so hard in meetings and so hard to listen to each other, like really listen to each other, because our heads are already full, you know, like they're full to overflowing with all the complex stuff that we have to deal with at work. And when we get that out of our heads and onto a space, we've got a bit more brain space to listen. And then another piece of magic happens is where we can actually see some connections from one concept to another concept, one thing someone said to another thing someone else said. Love that.
0: Yeah. Thank you for making that more accessible because I think the idea of drawing can be very intimidating that stuff you mentioned about perspective and shading that can be a very vulnerable kind of space if you're at the whiteboard and there's people looking at you and yeah so thank you for breaking it down and being like well if you've you know done some arrows and some boxes <laughs> you're on your way <laughs> that's so useful to know if someone wants to get started in building their capability with visual communication what should they do
1: start with just being neat like, write in capitals, if you're writing on a whiteboard, just practice slowing down a little bit and being neat. And an amazing thing happens is when you take a little bit more care at the whiteboard, suddenly everyone sees everything that you're drawing just with a little bit more value. It's kind of hard to express, but it happens, it's great. With my hands in the air, I'm drawing this sort of staircase. Right, And on the first step, you can start with being neat. On the second step, just start adding just simple little drawings for bullet points. So if someone's talking about goals, just draw a little target. If someone's talking about direction, draw a little arrow. Is the arrow going up? Is it going forward? Is it going back? If we're talking about positive things, you can draw a little happy face. If we're talking about difficult things, draw a little frowny face. Never be afraid that your drawing will look too childish or anything like that. I think that's something that can really hold people back. They think, oh, I'm at work. There's no way that I want to look childish. Please don't worry. Like your drawing is going to look 10x better to other people than what you think it looks like. To simple things like smiley faces, don't look childish at all. Like you think about the way we use emoji, you think about how we're saturated in simple hand-drawing images around. It's perfectly fine. And you'll be amazed at, The positive reception that you get. So just really simple little icons like that.
0: Thank you very much for those tips. That's where I'm going to start, (laughs) just to be neater. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, This has been so great and I'm excited for us to keep talking so I can learn much more because I really do. I know I've been saying it the whole time. I think visual communication is such a huge opportunity, an area that can unlock so many things for change leaders when they're engaging with stakeholders. Tell me, how can Can other folks who want to keep the conversation going with you and learn more, how can they get in contact?
1: Hey, I'm really easy to find on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Ben Crubbers. I often share uh, various things to draw to bring meetings to life, bring complex concepts to life and make them easier to understand. You also might want to follow Presto Sketching, that's P-R-E-S-T-O sketching, one word, on Instagram or Twitter. That is my book. I came out uh, with a book a few years ago called Presto Sketching, and that has a lot of great tips and tricks of simple drawing that you can do, that anyone can do to simplify complex and ambiguous business concepts. So there's that. You can um, check out my book, Presto Sketching. If you run meetings, you might be interested in another book of mine, 50 Remote Friendly Icebreakers. I came out with that right when the pandemic hit Oh, and um, I run my own consultancy with facilitation and training called Bright Pilots, and you can find that at brightpilots.com.
0: We are going to link to everything in the show notes, so it's really easy for people to connect with you and to go explore those resources, and I have. And they're great. So people definitely should go check them out. Super practical, really, really helpful. Things that you can start using at work in the next week. They're they're really, really great. Thank you so much for your time, Ben. I've loved this conversation and yeah, I know we're going to keep talking.
1: Thank you. Oh, Absolute pleasure. It's been a lot of fun for me too. Thanks so much, Kate.
0: Thank you.